0: You're listening to Following the Way, a podcast devoted to the examination of Scripture and Christ-centered practices to help us live in devotion to the way of Jesus. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to this podcast. On Sunday, as part of my message on talking about how silence and solitude forms us, I had mentioned that I wanted to talk a little bit about um the issue of the contemplative uh, or the charismatic and uh, didn't have room for it on Sunday. And so I uh, felt that it would be appropriate to dedicate some more time to it in a uh, podcast form. So that's what I want to do here today. And and when I talk about the contemplative or the charismatic, we have to define what we mean by this. And so I want to do that. Then I want to talk about what these things are marked by uh, in very general terms. Uh, and I am, I am very much skimming the surface on this. And so I don't pretend that I'm speaking in any great detail or, uh, getting into the real, uh, deeper issues with some of this stuff, but I'm talking at a surface level about, um, really as a church, um, and as individuals, we want to embrace both the contemplative and the charismatic. And so want to give a very brief overview of what I mean by that. Uh, and then certainly there could be a lot more discussion on this, um, and a lot more, uh, detailed look at, uh, specific aspects of, of all this. Uh, but when we talk about the charismatic, um, want to just go back to our church for a second because our church began uh, and was birthed out of a desire for a greater emphasis on the Holy Spirit amongst us. Uh, In fact, I I just came across some papers the other day uh, when our church was birthed and uh, in it were the actual reasons for why the group that started the church felt uh, that they were called to do this. And it really was the, the whole, all of it was centered on this desire for more of the Holy Spirit amongst us as a people. And so uh, this, this was a result of that group that planted the church, experiencing a move of the Holy Spirit and desiring to see more of that in the church. And so it was very much connected to uh, some of the Pentecost, so charismatic movements of the 70s, uh, loosely connected also to the Jesus People movement, you know, John Wimber and Vineyard, and, and sort of, there was a lot of things percolating in the church at that time. And not that we're concerned with these labels, not that I'm, that's why I'm talking about that, but that this came to define a move of the Holy Spirit in the evangelical North American church. And so, um, Many of those people were labeled the charismatics. Um, many of there, there was a lot of Pentecostal background in that, but uh, you know, as a group, we were talked about as those who were charismatics. Now, when we talk about the contemplative traditions, we're, we're talking about things that grew and were birthed out of more orthodox circles, um, have a, a real longevity to them. Um, It's also prevalent in Catholic circles. Um, Contemplative practices and traditions rose from the desert fathers, from monasteries and monks. Uh, They were embraced by more of some of the more traditional parts of the Christian church. And so these two different areas have at times been seen in, maybe not in opposition to one another, but very much in different camps and in on different ends of the spectrum um, in Christian circles, but I think this is changing though in, in many different parts of the church. And I think it's because we're seeing the need to bring these two together and embrace what God has for us in both of these traditions. Um, you know, I, I know growing up in charismatic circles, I saw lots of passion for God, desire for experience. Uh, in people, but it wasn't necessarily always grounded in spiritual maturity. and You know, for lack of a better term, it was like flaky, or at times people came off as flaky. Um, and I've also, um, you know, encountered intellectual Christians who have attained lots of biblical knowledge, um, far more than me, but very little evidence of hunger or passion for the presence of God. And, and so, My feeling and the feeling of of, um, many across the evangelical church is that there needs to be this fusion of these together, and um, you know, I like to sort of, if you will, I like to explore various Christian traditions because I think that there's a lot of of great things in the various traditions, and kind of like a buffet you know, go along and we want to pick and choose best practices. We don't necessarily want to embrace all of it. We don't, um, there might only be small instances of what we want to embrace. And we certainly don't always either want to adopt, but we want to embrace and then um, embrace these things and practice these things in relation to how we feel the Holy Spirit is moving us. And so what do I mean by The contemplative or the charismatic. And I think that's also beyond what I've shared, that's also important to talk about. So, you know, the contemplative is marked by spiritual disciplines, uh, scripture, prayer, meditation, fasting, um, silence and solitude, meeting, meeting God in these practices. Um, it's marked by time in the quiet, being alone. Uh, it's it, contemplative by nature is individualistic. It's about you and God. It's it's personal. It's also intellectual. It's time spent in the word. It, it involves study and reflection. There's an intellectual approach to faith that is part of the contemplative practice. And then peace is certainly part of it. Just making room for peace and experiencing peace in our lives by engaging in contemplative practices. Um, When we talk about the charismatic, what is that marked by? Well, you know, again, very broad terms, very, um, we're not, we're not going deep into this, but it's, it's marked by experience. It's marked by the spontaneous. It's, it's meeting God in this. It's marked by singing or, you know, we refer to it as worship, but it's, it's one part of worship, singing and crowds. It's, Marked by, you know, being communal um, in nature. People want to gather. They want to experience God together. They want to see the spirit move in in larger groups. Um, It's emotional, uh, at least on the surface. And, you know, there's a willingness in the charismatic to express ourselves, to want to express ourselves uh, in a very outward way to the Lord. And it's marked by passion. Um, and, and we see this exemplified in a lot of charismatic churches, both positively and negatively, but certainly uh, there's positive aspects to that. So when we talk about the fusion of the contemplative and the charismatic together, of, of bringing both of these things together, of wanting to, um, embrace both of these areas for our lives, why, why do we need both would be the next question. And I would say that we need the reason we need both is we need opportunity for deep introspection and self-awareness in our lives and that is part of the contemplative lifestyle we emotional healing and wholeness and the need for it is at a crisis point in society and in the church and we need to pursue that we we need to recover the spiritual disciplines in the church that's imperative for any Meaningful discipleship and growth is that the practice of the spiritual disciplines and the embracing of that which the church has embraced for centuries uh, is something that we want to be marked by. We want a desire to create room and encounter and experience the Holy Spirit, and so that's that's why we also need both, and we want to stir passion and desire in the church for the presence of God, and you know the really growth in both of these areas will develop a much deeper spiritual life in us. And so that's why we want to bring these together. A hunger for faith that is pursuing more and more of the presence of God with a maturity and a depth that results from communion with God and and is marked by that. And so, you know, when we talk about this really we're talking about these two different areas of the spectrum of the Christian faith, both the contemplative and the charismatic are pursuing the same thing and both are necessary in the pursuit of that. And that is encounter with God. They're they're really, they're they're perhaps coming at it from different ways, but both want to uh, encounter God. And so that's what we want to do as well, certainly. And so, you know, it's interesting that when we talk about encountering God, that that's what we used to call our, our set free weekends in our salt and light group of churches. We used to call them encounter weekends and those weekends, they haven't changed much. The name has changed, but, but the, the premise of the weekend, it hasn't changed. And that is that they invite us both actually into the contemplative and the charismatic traditions in order to encounter the manifest presence of God. And so that's that's really what we're talking about here is that uh, through meeting with the Lord in contemplative practices and meeting with the Lord by embracing uh, some of what marks the charismatic and that pursuit and hunger and passion and emotion for God, all of it, it's coming together because we want to embrace the manifest presence of God in our lives. And so um, that's where I felt it was important as we unpacked. Uh, talking about silence and solitude and how that forms us, realizing that very much silence and solitude is part of a contemplative um, part of our faith, but certainly not to the exclusion of the charismatic and vice versa. We we don't want to pursue the charismatic to the exclusion of the the gifts that mark uh, the contemplative part of faith. And equally, we don't want to neglect the gifts of the charismatic and uh, all that comes with that of embracing the gifts of the spirit and uh, wanting to pursue the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. And so uh, that's why it's so important in uh, talking about this, that we we have a a posture and an attitude of this, that we, we want to embrace the gifts of this on both sides and uh, we want to see this at work within the body and for the for the good of the body and the health of the body and the edification of the body and the building up of the body. And so I hope that was helpful for you today. Um, we are very much uh, scratching the surface, like I said, uh, with this. And uh, this could very much bear more discussion and it uh, likely will at some point. Uh, but not having time for this on Sunday, I felt that it w- this would be a good way to uh, unpack this a little bit more and just explain that um, as we as we seek to embrace this as a church. So it's good to be together, and Lord willing, we will see you again.